0: Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favourite Double Tappers.
1: Oh, hello, hello, hello. It's Double Tap Canada. I thought i freak you out a bit there. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, this is Double Tap Canada. I am Stephen Scott. He is Sean Priest. Hello, I'm hungry, so
2: don't expect me to be 100% today. I'm just putting it out there, I am hungry.
1: Is that why you're five miles away from your microphone, as usual?
2: I'm not five miles... I don't know... See, what are you doing? I'm I'm kissing my mic right now.
1: Oh, lovely. Well. Uh, hello. Uh, Mark Afalala is here. <laughs> la 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 la. You're just up, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, I've been up for quite some time. Quite some time. 30-odd <laughs> years straight. Um, how much coffee have you had this morning? That's the question. Uh, finishing one cup. Oh, that's not enough. We can't do a show one cup. That's Okay. Yeah. Uh, stop. 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 stop I'm doing start again. You'll come uh. back in an hour. <laughs> I'm on my second coffee of the day, and it's funny. It's the weirdest thing with coffee, isn't it? Just Sometimes the second one just hits the spot in the way the first one just can't. Oh, it's all nonsense. Coffee is terrible. Coffee oh. does nothing for you. It's
2: all, oh, well, look, that's a proper blah, 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 coffee. That doesn't blah, blah, taste blah, like... Blah, coffee blah, is coffee. Blah, blah,
3: blah, blah. he <laughs> done yet? Oh,
1: Ridiculous. I wish. I wish. Oh, guys, I've got to say, just to kick things off, I have to tell you this. I am a genius. It's a fact. I am a genius. Going to leave you hanging. Yes, <laughs> we're not. I'm just going to leave it, right? i was just going <laughs> to leave it. I am a genius. Why, Stephen? Thank you. Um, well, I have uh, been wanting to use two keyboards with my computers, right? Because I've got the Mac and I've got the PC in front of me. And I thought, All right, I want to use two separate keyboards. I'm getting sick of this Logitech keyboard having to switch between. Sorry to everyone who's bought one of these, by the way, and may well be <laughs> loving it. Um, on your recommendation. On my recommendation. I mean, it's a great keyboard. It's a brilliant keyboard. But I'm getting so fed up with going between devices and remembering whether to hold down the function key or not hold down the function key. I'm just like, oh, I'm so sick of this. And I've got this fantastic mechanical keyboard-y thing. Um, it's a Razer... Something. Or Nato, I think it is. Or razor or Nato. Version oh, yeah. two, I might add. Yes. Yeah, not that. You have w- spoken of it. Version before. one rubbish. Uh no, no, this is version two. And um it's a great keyboard, but having two keyboards in front of you is quite awkward because you can't, you can't type that way, you know, because you've you got to lean over one to get to the other. Mm, and mm, I, mm. Just as I'm about to start the show, I, I find on the floor, because that's how blind people work. We just kind of find stuff lying around, <laughs> literally. I, I fell over it, actually, as I was standing up. And I found this little key, uh, laptop riser. And I thought, I wonder. So I just put it on the table and I've put the keyboard on it. Genius! I've got two oh, keyboards now. One's r- one risen above the ar- rose <laughs> risen raised. I don't know whatever uh, above the other.
2: That oh, is amazing.
1: Um. Yeah, but how comfortable is that to
2: type? I mean, it's it's above. It's floating in the air, basically. Yeah. I mean that sounds terrible. Unless you're a T Rex or a Velociraptor, you got to lift your little arms up there and to type. No, that's a terrible uh, idea.
1: You've never seen me eat chicken. <laughs> Did you just call them a T Rex? <laughs>
2: I'm just picturing it in my head, that's all. No, that's terrible.
3: That's the
1: image that comes to your mind? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, somehow a T-Rex would be the first thought in your mind. Sorry. How would you use the other keyboard? Because it's like, okay, I can use this one. This this keyboard's perfect for my (laughs) T-Rex arms. But now I've got a problem with the Logitech keyboard. Oh, being a dinosaur's just terrible. I wish I was extinct.
2: I'm muting myself. I told you I was hungry.
1: Well, I have to say I am loving these keyboard setups now. Um, although I have to tell you because you know I have been talking a lot about my MacBook experience over the past couple of weeks. Um, chose to get the 16-inch MacBook Pro. Well, Sunday I maybe took it back <laughs> um, to the store, and uh, it's already weird because I was I was actually we were staying you overnight. Took this... it back. Yeah, I did. I took it back after all that. After all that. However, hang on, the story does not end there. Um, So my wife and I are in a lovely hotel on Saturday night. Uh, My wife goes off to have her... Uh, evening out with her, her friends from work, and I decided to stay in the hotel. Um, anyone who follows me on Twitter will know what I was doing. It involved Adele and KFC. Um, I maybe I should clarify, <laughs> listening to Adele and eating KFC. I should probably just add a few words in there. This is important. I'm now realizing words do matter, guys. Um, well done. So, yes, uh, that was me on Saturday night. On Sunday, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if I should go to the Apple store and take this thing back. But hang on, I do have the box. So they're not going to take it back, right? They're not going to take it back without the box, surely. Um, They did, didn't they? They did. I called up the store. I said, would you you do this for me? And they're like, yes. Um,
2: (laughs) Took it back, crammed in a KFC (laughs) bucket. Full of gravy.
3: Take this back. They opened the box. It was all greasy. And all you could see was Adele's album playing.
1: That's right. That was in the now playing history. And Images of um, Stephen
3: laid on the bed with KFC oh, and listening bloody. to Adele oh. in the silk bathrobe, <laughs>
1: sitting, sitting there in my, with my popcorn chicken. Um, that's enough. Yeah. So <laughs> oh. Oh. let's go back to the T Rex. Are you still hungry, Sean? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I'm trying to solve this problem for you. So yeah. So um, I go into the store, get it swapped, and that's what I do. I swap it out for a 14-inch MacBook Pro, same spec. But just the 14-inch version, and oh, I have to say, I went for the 14-inch same spec because they didn't have anything else. That was all they had in store at the time. So I thought, yeah, okay, fine. Um, and I'm loving it. I am loving it. Obviously, you know, we've got a week to go until I change my mind. Um, but you know, so far, why? What? But you have their extended return policy for the holidays, so you're good till mid January. I can take it back mid January. Yeah, exactly. Get rid of it then.
2: The twelve inch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep buying smaller and smaller. You look what he's doing
3: though. He's actually hitting return, uh, and doing an, a mail return, and sending the box in with a brick.
1: Yes. <laughs> as tempting as that is, um, yeah. But there you go. So I mean, I've got this, and I have to tell you, the Surface Pro 4, um, it is it is leaning towards going back. It is. Um, I'm having a few issues with this one, guys. Surface Laptop 4. Surface yes. Laptop 4. What did I say? Surface Pro 4. Pro. Oh, right. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Because, um, yeah, because someone will come in and say, why did you buy Surface Pro 4? Um. Well, yeah, you're right. Surface Laptop 4, which is the 2021 model, Um. it's got a bit of a sound card issue. Uh, and I'm hearing a lot mm. of companies, um, a lot of people who buy various laptops from companies like Dell, um. Mainly Dell, and now Surface uh, from Microsoft. You're obsessed with Adele. I don't
2: know what's going on. I know what it on.
1: is. It's Adele. It's my favourite computer and singer. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically the the sound card. Now, It's interesting. I got in touch with Microsoft support this week uh, through Be My Eyes, which is a great way to get in touch with Amazing. them. Amazing, it is uh, because they obviously they can see the screen, they can see what's going on, and of course, oftentimes they just take over the computer, and that's great. Uh, so I get in touch with them, and I said, look. Um, Having a sound card issue, and she says to me the, the classic thing, which is, Oh, it sounds fine. i like, yeah yeah, 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 it does sound <laughs> fine. Um, It's not that it's, the sound is necessarily an issue, it's that it stutters every so often. So I think most people probably wouldn't notice this, although I, I would imagine you'd notice it if music was playing, you know, if you were listening to the Adele 30 album, best album oh. ever. Um,
2: Sorry, are we being sponsored
1: by Adele? <laughs> I just want Adele on the show. I just is want to come the- on. Hello! Um, do a bit of Have Adele. Have you tried asking? <laughs> well, you know, I could, but you know, that involves work and stuff, and you could send emails, and who's going to get time?
2: Right, this stuttering issue, is it system wide? So is it all system that, uh, audio that's playing through, or is it
1: just the speech synth? Well, I'm only noticing it with the speech synth, because to be honest, I don't yes. listen to much else through it. Um, but I am noticing yeah. as the speech is being read back, it it does judder occasionally. So did it, you know, kind of stutter and and stammer and whatever else during the course of of uh, usage. And it's not all the time. Um, it it, it kind of makes me think back to the days when computers just weren't very powerful, you know, and yeah. they would just sometimes stutter their way along. And this is this is a pretty decent machine. It's an i seven processor, sixteen gig RAM. I mean, it's not it's no slouch. Um. Obviously, it is a fantastic radiator. Um, you know, it's nice to have that back, actually, in a laptop, you know, a laptop that keeps you warm whilst you uh, <laughs> use it. It's lovely. but um, So you're not used to having an Intel <laughs> machine around. But no, it, it, as wonderful as a machine it is, I've got to solve this issue. And it all seems to go back to this real tech audio driver um, I've heard other people talking about this, challenges they've had with laptops. And a lot of people who are having these issues seem to be doing the same thing, and that's buying Lenovo. Uh, and I don't know what Lenovo uses or what Lenovo does. I'm, I was convinced Leo, Lenovo used the same audio drivers. Real tech seems to be at the heart of everything. Um, but maybe not. I, I certainly have never had an issue with a Lenovo machine, that's for sure. I've got the same Lenovo laptop you've got, Sean, and yep. never a problem with it. And no. this, this, I've got this little HP here. I've talked about this HP machine before. It's really kind of basic machine. There's nothing particularly fancy about it. It's dual-core. It's i5. It's, it's maybe, what, five, six years old now? And it performs better with JAWS than this Surface Pro. Sorry, they've done again. Surface Laptop 4, uh, which is ridiculous to me. Um, so my question to you, Mark Afalalo, is have oh. you noticed any audio issues with your Surface Pro 8? None at all. It's interesting. But yeah, could, no. could it be a synth issue on its own, Sean, or could it?
2: Is it...? No, but it, it seems to be... I haven't looked into this too deeply, but I've heard a lot of chatter about how the Realtek driver itself... So Realtek uh, chipset, audio chipset, is in so many laptops. Mm. It seems to be almost a default now, but there's a lot of different versions of it. So I don't know if this is specific to, you know, the latest Realtek audio chipset or... Just this driver. It could be fixed with a, a driver update from Realtek. I don't know, but there definitely is an issue. And as you said, this isn't just the Surface Laptop 4 problem. No. This goes across different uh, brands, is specifically about the Realtek
3: sound driver. So, and is it specific to voiceover?
1: It, well, it seems to be. I mean, as I said, I don't listen to much else through it. Basically, I'm only ever listening to the voice. Um, I
3: wonder if it has something to do with voiceover um, taking over the card
1: when the card is being used for something else. Well, so that, and, and that, just that, to be know, clear, we're talking, thing. we're talking JAWS here, not voiceover, because it's the PC. But but actually, that's an interesting point, because I'm using JAWS, not Narrator. So, you know, maybe I'll do some tests with Narrator and see if it does the same thing. Yeah, um, I'm curious. That could be interesting. Maybe JAWS, I mean, JAWS doesn't run its own audio driver. I know it has its own video driver, but not an audio one. Um, no so i don't know what's going on there i just don't know what's what's happening with it it's very odd and it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable so you know the, the person on the phone very lo- lovely person um, two things came out of the call one is if you've got a microsoft product and you want to do an update um, it has to come via microsoft update you can't just go to say Realtek's website and download the latest driver i mean maybe oh, you can but, but it, it they recommend that you do it all through windows update ah,
2: they always recommend that but, but you can
1: but sure. the woman on the phone said to me actually, if this was an HP or it was a Dell or it was another type of uh, PC, you could just go to you know the website and go and get the update, perhaps even from that manufacturer themselves, like Dell have their own, um, HP have their own, and Lenovo have their own, whatever. So that was quite interesting. I didn't realize that. Um, no, I don't know why that would be.
2: It's almost like you're using Windows S edition or something. Why? Why can't you install it from third party i don't get that at all i I, i'm pretty sure you can um you can get almost a generic audio driver which will um replace the real tech one It, it will be dumbed down you won't get any of the extra features you know like sometimes when you plug something in it will say what do you want to use this jack for and things like that now, you used to be able to replace it with a generic driver. I know that's getting more difficult, but that may be a workaround. But still, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of searching about
1: for something that just shouldn't be a problem. Well, that said to the woman on the phone, that was the second thing, because she said, oh, it sounds fine. And I said, well, look, look at it this way. If your car drove perfectly 90% of the time. But 10% of the time, it would just veer off to the left or right without any kind of explanation or reason. Um, would you feel comfortable driving that car? Because um, that's kind of <laughs> what it's like for me here. I just don't feel particularly comfortable with it because I just cannot get it to read properly. It's stuttering. It's stammering. It's not keeping up in the way that I would expect. And I, I just find that really weird. And this is clearly an audio issue. And that's Could it. Could be it. a translation issue? Between, uh, what, English to Scottish? Yeah, perhaps. Yes, <laughs> maybe.
3: Perhaps you should change the language to, I don't know, French or Hebrew or... Okay, I'll, 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 I'll try depends.
1: it. I'll, I'll definitely... Well, the upside to that would be, I wouldn't know if it started. So, you know, there's an upside there, <laughs> I guess. Uh, right, let like, sticker. <laughs> there we go. There we go. See, I should just have uh, called Mark. It's been so much quicker. Uh, right, let sticker. stick around. We're going to talk about, uh, actually, more Microsoft news. Big uh, product release this week for uh, blind and disabled people from Microsoft. Details next.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at one 971 1999 Or email feedback at AMI.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show, honest.
1: Hey, excuse me, we just uh, we talked about tech. I talked about like computer drivers. That's tech, yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: That's right. Take well done. that. Well done. That was
1: very techie for us. Yeah, no, exactly. What's wrong? Um, Okay, I want to talk about this. I got in the post this week. Um, Yeah, they still have the post. That's still a thing, believe it or not. He summons a warrant for my arrest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably next week. Um, Yeah, this is the Microsoft Surface adaptive kit it's finally arrived guys uh, this was announced it's, can, uh, it's quite surprising actually it, I think it was brought out to tie in with International Day of Persons with Disabilities did I get that right? you did is that what it's called?
2: you're not sure Mark are you?
1: not a clue <laughs> I don't do I, I I mean I'm, I'm, it's, yeah, all, I'm all for it um more just of I just can't remember say. the name of it. Yeah. but we're It's awful. the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. I'm that's all right. that's what, that's for it. I, I suggest we have more of them. Um, OK, so let's talk about this, because this is <laughs> the Surface Adaptive Kit. So essentially what we're dealing with here are um, four tools that you can use with your Surface Pro. And actually, it's kind of built for the Surface Pro in some respects, although, of course, you can use it with any device. It could go on the uh, the Surface laptop I've got. It could go on the macbook or whatever let's open it up because i actually got one and so actually, Ooh, i actually bought unboxing. yeah live unboxing i actually bought two of these um with the intention of opening one up here to say hey guys this is it and then like when we do the tv show mark i can do a second one with another unboxing and it'll look as if it's oh <gasps> i was thinking ahead here oh, anyway spoiling the magic my wife gets hold oh. of it and says huh this will do me, thanks. So, um, yeah, so I've got one left. Um, so more coming soon. Um, so I'm going to open this up because it's just a tiny little box, almost like a CD case size. It might be a bit smaller than that. I'm going to open it up. And inside, and I have already opened this, the other one, so I know what's in here. Um, so it's not quite the magical unboxing you might expect. Um, but inside, what I do quite like is, and I was wondering this, as soon as you opened it up, I thought, will this be filled with Braille? Um, it's kind of like an egg box style carton that it comes in. Um, and well, hang on, CD or egg carton? They're totally well, it's, different. Well, it says egg carton uh, feels like an egg carton shaped like a CD case. Does that make sense? Yes. There we go. Let's go with that. Um, so it's got, a, a, well, interestingly, it says QR in Braille on the inside of the box. No other Braille on there. Um, but just on the first initial bit of packaging you come to, it says QR in, in Braille. And then I noticed to the left of that, there's a little square Um a little embossed square, so that must be where I get the q r code and of course that will tell me lots of information about this product, which is cool um, but when you open up inside uh, there is a a visual uh descriptor of everything that's in here, and basically you're looking at four little sheets of um, little bumpons and and little kind of tactile things so let's talk through it uh, you have a sheet here of bumpons now. I've used bump ones for years, um, and, and generally, they are just dots. That's what they are, right? And you can dot them all over your computer keyboard. A lot of people put them on, say, the return key or on the control key, or maybe stick one on the the um, F and J keys uh, of yeah. the computer. But what's quite cool about these is it has the single dot, but it also has a circle, a line, and an X, and it has four rows of those, so you can have those wherever you want them. Um, so it means you can identify the key by touch in whatever way suits you. Basically, you can customize this to suit you. Um, then we have uh, another sheet that has got lots of different ones. It's got little, I say that maybe these would go on function keys, perhaps. They might go on volume keys. For example, there's some that have raised arrows up and down, um, There are lines as well, little um, squares with lines on them uh, that go various directions. So again, those could go in places that would suit you. Um, The third one's quite cool. This is actually a really great idea. I couldn't really work this out at the start. Again, tactile, uh, and and this is like a line, like a strip. And then at the end of the strip, you have a little tiny uh, version of the same strip, just a tiny version of it. Um, with the same pattern on it. And they all have different patterns. Uh, Some it's wavy lines, some it's circles, um, one's just a straight line. Uh, What's quite clever about this is these are for port adapters. So on the device, you can actually put these next to the port and you would know by touch that that is the USB-C. Now, these don't indicate USB-C or HDMI or any of that. That, That's not what these are for. These are for you to identify as you please. So you would essentially assign these to whatever port you wanted to assign them to. So if you said, well, this is the HDMI one, you would put the little tiny sticker on the computer to identify the port. But then what's really cool is you then take the longer strip and you wrap it around the cable so that you can associate the cable quickly with the port. And that's essentially how that works. Um, very,
4: very that's simple. Clever. Very clever. I simple. like
2: that. The amount of times I'm sticking cables in my mouth and licking
1: the ends... Don't do that, Sean. In fact, just just stop doing that. That's that's. But I like it. Is that a blind thing? Um, okay. Uh, and the final thing you get in here is a little ring pool. Now I'm not quite sure how this works. It's essentially, rubber um, or silicon probably more likely. And this it, this helps you if you're struggling to open the uh, kickstand on, say, a Surface Pro. Uh, you can actually put this on, so it kind of creates a little loop that you can just get your finger into. Or you can use to pull open uh, the kickstand more easily. All that comes in the set. In the UK, it's about $14.99. It's probably about twenty dollars or so to buy. Um, it's you know it might seem expensive, but tr- truthfully, a lot of these things generally are expensive anyway. I mean, I was war- trying to work it out the other day. Over the years, the lock dots I've bought for a pack of six lock dots is about three to four pounds. And you know, wow. in this pack, I'm getting yes. you know way more than that for that money. So you know, I think that's that's actually really good. And it, the fact is, it's Microsoft Surface branded. It's not labelled as a disability product. It's just aimed as a, an assistive product, a product which is aimed at making our lives. Just a little bit easier. And not just us, but anybody. I mean, Mark, you know, how many times have you been around the back of a computer trying to, you know, figure out what port to put something in if you could just have a quick identifier? Exactly. Way too many. This could be useful to anybody. Um, Amazing.
2: I I mean, what other company is producing a product like that? I
1: can't think of any.
2: No, No. exactly. It's not like you get one from HP or Lenovo or or whatever or Apple. Or Apple. I mean, it's. Or Apple. It's, It's really good. Another. Another uh, demonstration of just, you know, how Microsoft are really improving when it comes to accessibility. It's really impressive.
1: This is something that even you could use, Mark. I mean, that's the whole point of this, isn't it? That it's, it's not- Even Mark. Even Mark could use this. <laughs> even the- <laughs> And meander's all like, aye. <laughs> you could get one of these. Um, but I do think this is quite cool. And I want to bring in at this point uh, just a quick clip from an interview we did this week with Dave Dame. Um, Dave, if i right, saying, he is um, the director of uh, accessibility at Microsoft. Um, he is a fantastic guy. Uh, Dave is disabled himself. Uh, he has cerebral palsy. And uh, we got to talking about the Surface Adaptive Kit. We talk about a lot of things, actually, and you'll see that conversation and hear that conversation on an upcoming Double Tap TV episode. Um, but I just wanted to play a bit of what Dave was talking about here Um, as he reflected on the, the birth, essentially, of the Surface Adaptive Kit, his involvement in that and what he thinks of the product.
4: There's lanyards on it that really make the screen easy to open and things, right? Because I think people, when they think about accessibility, they might think about it beginning from the moment somebody is actually creating or building. But really, the moment of accessibility needs to start with when I roll up to the device, or when you come up to the device, can I find the button to turn the power on? For me, can I lift the screen to open it? The journey starts way before we get to interact with the technology, and the journey continues after when we wanna put that technology away. So looking at the journey from a user, not just the technology, is something that I think the Surface Adaptive Kit addressed really well. Some of the early feedback we got was I even used these. uh, I even used the Surface Adaptive Kit to put stickers on my microwave because now I can see the quick keep buttons and stuff. And people were using um, the the port labeling for their entertainment units, so when they had to put cords behind the TV, it was easy for them to line up the ports. But that was a big definition of how when we design for one, it can be shared with all.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, and the idea that this has to be used with just a surface product, well, that's nonsense. People aren't using it for that. They're using it for all kinds of different things. The point is it just gives you that extra support, um, that extra you know, information. I mean, it's not just for blind people. This is for everybody. Um, but, of course, everybody including blind people benefit. So yeah, really, really good. Dave Dame there is going to be on a future episode of Double Tap TV. Um, so do check that show out It's a great show, Mark I mean, I'll be honest I've, I've It's watched not it. bad, yeah It's yeah. pretty good I watched it one day And I thought, that's not bad um, I don't so, like yeah. it Okay, fine uh, Yeah, that's the last time He's ever on uh, Well done, Sean <laughs> as you go out of the last Yo, episode there cancel Sean's yeah, just, appearance just yeah. there you go, I love it money I don't saved.
2: like it I love it Thank you
1: <laughs> Oh, very Simon Cowell love you uh, Right, stick around Lots <laughs> more to talk about Your feedback coming up And uh, big redesign For a very popular app that windows users uh, love especially blind users we'll talk about that in a minute
0: double tap canada will be back after this spoiler this is double tap canada have your say right now call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca now back to the show
1: yeah, let's get back to it. Uh, let's talk about this uh, app then that I was mentioning before the break. Uh, yeah, there's a, an app which I use all the time. I love this app. It's a very popular app, I think, with coders. Um, but certainly for a lot of blind people, we tend to use it because it's very simple, but easy to use. Uh, it helps us take notes. Um, you might see where I'm going with this. It's called Notepad. Um, it's not the most exciting app in the Windows. Wait a second, wait a second. World. I was right. You were right. Yes, you were I right. Told, that was me just
3: throwing that out like, oh, my God, why would
1: this be Notepad? Oh. Well, there you go. There <laughs> you go. You just go.
2: ruined it. Well done, Mark. No,
1: you did very wow. well. You did very well. You're absolutely right. Notepad it is. It's getting a redesign for 2022. That's Woohoo! So yeah, oh, whatever. God. Um, basically, what they've, <laughs> what they've done, what they've done is they are bringing in some redesigns, mainly trying to bring it into the style and look of Windows 11, right? So that's going to be the main thing. It's going to have the rounded corners. I didn't even know the apps had rounded corners. <sighs> Who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. So it's got rounded corners. It's going to look all sweet and nice. Um, it's bringing in dark modes, which I kind of thought it already had. Maybe I'm wrong. I I didn't think it. I thought it just observed the. Uh, I don't know. I, I use the inverted colors. Well, I was going to say I'm the, I'm the same, I'm yeah. Using it, so it doesn't matter to me. Well, that's it. if you use inverted, um, you don't get that. The only thing, I, the only reason I don't like the whole invert colors thing or the high contrast options is because sometimes you get a flash on the screen. Do you ever get that? Where sometimes if you're opening up an app like Edge or switching windows, it will sometimes flash the screen will flash at you.
2: Well, it, it depends if you're using a, like a high contrast theme, or you're using the actual invert colors in Magnifier. There is a difference there. No, I, I don't get that using the Magnifier option.
1: Why are you so, using no, the Magnifier?
2: Well, because the only time I I can ever see the screen if I magnify it a thousand percent. Okay. I don't use by default. I'm a screen reader user, but the odd time I, I always have Magnifier on because I don't like the white glare from the monitor anyway yeah. when I have it on. So I always have the invert colors turn, on. So... Turn that off. I know. Just turn know. it off. I can't, I can't give it
1: I'm up. Trying to, I'm trying to intervene on your bent. For your sake. Thank I've been you. buying I have been buying over the past couple of months what feels like smaller and smaller monitors just so that I can have something turned on but that there's absolutely no way I would even attempt to look at it anyway. Not that I can, but it's just that the problem is if you can see something on the screen, you try and look at it. And it takes away from the audio information you're getting back once I turn that screen off, I am a much better screen reader user. But I know how difficult it is. I know it's an absolute nightmare sometimes to just switch the damn thing off. Yeah. I'd love to. to. I and mean, I do most of the time. I do. I mean, in fact, there was a time uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, actually, Mark had called me and said, let me see your screen. I was having an issue with something. And I'm like, uh, there's no screen attached to this thing. I um, <laughs> need to think about that. Cause, and that's partly the reason I have a screen. That's really it. It's just if there's an issue. Um, you know, either if I can, like you, magnify in enough to see it,
2: more, exactly, or more like...
1: likely get BMS to look at it, or you know IRA or whatever. Yes. else. yeah. yeah.
2: But I don't usually. I mean, it's not like I can see on anything on the screen normally. It's just yeah. if there is a button like that won't you know isn't accessible through the screen reader, then I can zoom in. I have got that luxury, but I mean it's getting less and less. As I said, the reason I was looking at monitors before because now it just looks grey to me all the time anyway. Um, but Yeah, I mean, invert colours is quite nice if you don't want that bright light. Of course, there's also screen curtain as well.
1: Well, that's right. Yeah, you can just turn the screen. It's it's turning the screen off without physically turning the screen off. Yeah. I found this really weird thing, though, on on the Mac with that. So you get the equivalent with screen curtain. And basically, Mark, for if you don't know what that is, it just literally turns the screen to black. Although I think it leaves the cursor active. I think the only thing on the screen is the cursor. Um, I don't quite know why, but it's, it's the only thing that stays on the screen. And on a Mac, if you have a screen attached and you're set to 4K, it only basically curtains over a quarter of the screen. <laughs> yes, it's as if screen curtain doesn't apply to 4K. It's like it's probably just <laughs> overlaying a black graphic on on a 1080p. That's probably exactly what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. that's probably exactly what it's doing. And if, you know, if you're in 4K mode. It just won't even bother. Um, it just does, you know, a quarter of the screen, which is kind of weird. But anyway, yes, Notepad is getting a redesign. I'll, you know, that's fine. I'm not bothered by this. But what I will say is, uh, the one of the main reasons I use it is because of its plain text. You know, when you're using a screen reader, you know, anything can slow it down, and Notepad keeps things moving nicely. You can very quickly type out. I, mean, I tend to do this. Anything I write, I tend to write first in Notepad, and then copy it to wherever it's going especially yeah. if it's a pretty serious thing I need to write and I want to make sure I'm getting, it, I'm getting it right and I'm getting it all down. Or if it's notes, I just want to quickly capture. Um, I feel far more confident doing that. Word just sometimes feels a bit clunky. Um, WordPad is probably the closest second yeah, option I, I use. Yeah, I just never use it, though. No. I don't know
2: why I never use WordPad. I use it to open RTF files because um, Word can be, you say, a bit clunky lately. I'm finding I need to alt-tab away from it and alt-tab back into it to get it to speak to me sometimes. And there's
1: protected view.
2: I, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can turn that off in the options, but yeah, no, it, it is a bit more hard work. The whole point of Notepad is exactly, as you say, it's just like a Post-it note. I've got, yeah. you know, new text document 43 on my desktop. There's so many on there. It makes it a bit pointless because I never named them. It's always new text <laughs> document. But, you know, you got somewhere to look. But it is so simple. It's so system-like that um, it's yeah. really nice to use. So with with this coming out in the next... I think it's in the next update of Windows 11.
1: It's coming through the Insider beta channel now. At the minute, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but I, I am slightly concerned because I, I'm not a fan of the Windows Universal-style apps. Uh, mm. I still find them a little bit confusing. Maybe... You know, the, the, the is it Control F6 to jump through the different sections yeah. or just F6? And sometimes it's Tab to move through the different options. Sometimes it's the arrow keys. It doesn't seem quite consistent enough. You with, should try it. a Mac.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's a exactly. whole other ballgame.
2: But that's where it seems to be going. And, and things like, you know, with, with Teams. And I find that very, very clunky as well at times and confusing. And I, I worry that these, these uh, Windows <laughs> Universal apps are slightly weird maybe there are going to get some consistency in there but i'm hoping this notepad is still pretty system light cuz that's the main selling point for me
1: yeah well i think it will be and i think i could be wrong in saying this so don't quote me on it but i've been told by friends of mine in the past that if you find the notepad.exe file as it currently stands you know copy it away somewhere just just keep it you know in your local system somewhere maybe call it something else old notepad or something um then you know just leave it there and then if this new version comes along you don't like it well you know you can still use the old one at least that's my understanding of notepad and i think it's fairly self contained you could probably get away with that
2: yeah i think so i think it's standalone so it should be okay
1: it's just a plain text thing if that if that's still there and it's i mean i don't i don't want to type emojis into everything i write i mean what is this obsession <laughs> people have with these stupid <sighs> pictures of nothing smiley face lime yeah. tears uh, who cares? you never use smiley face do you? No, I know, you should to bring the therapist onto the show. <laughs> Why do I hate emojis so much?
3: Um, I don't know. It I just can't be bothered with them. Let's talk about your hatred for emojis for a moment. <laughs> please don't. Please Lie please down don't. on here. Put your head on the pillow, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable. Right I'm comfortable. Okay, good. Now tell me. When did you first have your hatred for emojis? What was the first one that really, really irked you?
1: The, the, the first time I never saw one. Um, Thank you for coming. Thank you. Was is that it? Wow, that was a quick session. $1,000. So you, you never get your money's worth anymore for anything, do you? The Pathetic. new features
2: it does talk about in that new notepad, though, apart from the dark mode, which, yeah, whatever. But uh, uh, unlimited undo, which, is, okay. uh, which I do find a bit of a problem with notepads sometimes when you delete. You know, that's a string yeah, or that's a paragraph
1: good. too much. So, yeah, that would be quite cool. And what was the other one? Uh, find and replace, which is another thing a lot of people love about that. It's um, so simple to use right now. I don't see how it can be any better, really. Mm, okay. I want to move on to another story because um, there's a, 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 new, is it a new part, or a new uh, option from Ira, The uh, the um this app of course a lot of people have been using i I pay for it as well i I don't use it half as much as i should and i pay for it every month i don't i sometimes think why am i doing it i I pay for it every month and i think to myself why am i paying for this when i end up using my eyes all the time um but yeah it's a really good app and of course you do get that professional support and it is it is a brilliant app and i actually the reason i pay for it is because i think my wife gets more benefit out of it than i do which is great um but it has there's a new feature of it, I guess, Sean, that's getting a few people talking. We're going to get to an email about it in a minute. But uh, tell us about Ira Priority Connect and what you understand it to be.
2: Yeah, well, you say new feature uh, that may be controversial. So it it reminds me of the time when they limited, <clears throat> excuse me, they limited the five minute call for free users for guest users, they call it. So if you don't want to pay and subscribe to Ira, you can use it for free. But the, the thing is that it, you can only use it for five minutes a day. That's it. That was their compromise. It used to be five minutes a call, so you could yeah. make a call, have five minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then you could hang up and then immediately call back again for another five yeah. minutes. Uh, which, to be honest, was a bit of a loophole, wasn't it? So, they who said, really
3: uses their computer more than four and a half minutes a day?
2: Oh, exactly. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody.
3: No, not many so, people
2: yeah so they, they made a change there saying okay if you're if you want to use it for free you can only use it for 5 minutes a day and there was a bit of an outcry about that as well but you know there was a bit of debate so what they've done now is said that right okay because we're seeing such large and spikes in usage we're going to suspend the guest accounts the users ability to make the the free calls uh in favour of the people who are paying the subscription or organisations. So if you are using it for free, you may open it up and try and make a call and it will say, sorry, we're experiencing a high volume of calls. We cannot take your call right now. So they suspend it for a, a period of time until that spike goes down. Uh, to me, it seems reasonable enough. You know, it's, it's a free service and they're, they're saying they're having problems with Uh, allocate in the resources so they need to prioritise people that are paying for it so that's what is Priority Connect
1: well we did get an email in about this Uh, Mark's going to read it out this is from Rebecca
3: I'm concerned about ERA's uh, Priority Connect announcement. I understand that the business must be sustainable, but giving the user a message indicating that the call cannot be answered at the moment is a bad idea, particularly if they have a task that's urgent. example, trying to get medication instructions, if all OCR apps fail, or trying to finish a job application that is inaccessible. A person who needs a label read can use be My Eyes or other tools. Should ERA suspend a free call option and refer users to Be My Eyes, or should other groups step in and provide similar services, for example, utilize social work or education majors at colleges as interns for ERA, or offer community service credits for those who volunteer for Be My Eyes? These students could help with the job seeker program. Perhaps retired nurses or pre-med students could be trained to help with inaccessible medical forms and questions about medication instructions. Try partnering with state Medicaid offices, Canadian health authorities in some provinces, or government VR agencies to offer ERA as a service for education, job seeking, or medical encourage Medicare Advantage plans to give vouchers to visually impaired patrons for ERA to promote their independence. What are the most common tasks non-paying users require help with? And would ERA be willing to add resources to the message to provide some direction for callers who really need help right away? I pay for the intro plan, so I understand there is value particularly for remote assistance via TeamViewer. Is the visually impaired community using all of its resources or are some people too dependent on one tool? era is not the only option for me, but there are some circumstances where it might be the best option.
1: Well, that's it. And you know, it goes back to the point I made it way, way, way back at the beginning when IRA came along, which was they probably shouldn't have a free tier because this will just backfire on them at some point. Someone will say, you know, well, it's free for ages and I could get a free five-minute call. And I remember saying on this show, you know, I think they should probably get rid of that. And instead they should just focus on a subscription model because then everybody's clear if you offer a free option and then suddenly you take that away, you know, in amongst, you know, an, a pile of options that are paid, that might just feel a bit odd to people. Um, and also the way that if you're calling up and you're being told, you know, your call can't be taken at the moment, gives you the impression that you should just keep trying rather than just saying you need to be on a, you need to be on a plan. Um, uh, yeah, think I'm it's not sure
2: what the message says and what Rebecca says there, I totally agree with all her points, but, is it down to ira to point people to other and you could say competitors uh, like be my eyes or or maybe even seeing <laughs> well, ai i don't
1: think that's responsible for ira to do that to be honest because first off be my eyes is a volunteer based service ira is a professional service you know so you wouldn't you know a supermarket wouldn't send you off to uh you know I don't know a charity shop, you know, for for food or something. You know, that wouldn't happen, right? Because that wouldn't be appropriate to do that. Because if something went wrong, well, who would be liable for that? So no, I don't think that's a smart move. I think it is about us as blind people being aware of as many of the tools that are out there. Uh, You know, I think every iPhone user, Android user, who you know, any smartphone user essentially who's blind or partially sighted should have Ira. Well, actually, up until now, probably Ira for the free call, or at least have be my eyes on their phone. Um, it is a different service. It offers a different um, level of service. I have to say, I've never had a problem with it. Never. Um, Which be my eyes. Yeah. I mean, or Ira, to be fair. I mean, n- neither no, of them. I have. I've never had an issue with either of them. Every volunteer I've ever spoken to has been willing and helpful and very kind. Um, always willing to spend a bit more time, even when clearly they're having a busy day themselves. Sometimes you can hear them always running for the bus. And you're like, <laughs> you yes. know, it's OK, I'll get someone else. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. You know, And then they're happy to help you, which Do you is brilliant. you know
2: what? Brilliant. That is an issue for me, though. Because, and this is purely on me, because when I use Ira, I, I don't pay for it. I use the, the five minutes because I, I don't use it very often. Maybe, Cheapskate. Well, maybe once a month I will use it. And I, it's never for anything really important. So I don't need it. But when I use Ira, I feel that I can say, hey, how you doing, can you tell me this? And then when it's done, say thank you and hang up. Yeah. When I use Be My Eyes, sometimes there's a bit of, hey, so what are you doing today? Not from oh, me. I don't, I don't get that. From, from the, <laughs> well, you're you're not very likable. But uh, I do have that, and sometimes I feel I need to be a little bit more um, polite. And obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes you just want to say, what does this say? Thank you very much, goodbye. And, that's the only difference and maybe but they're both fantastic services and i think it does come down to what you said there how do we get this information out to everyone to know that if only we had like
1: some kind of radio and tv show
2: i know it's crazy
1: something maybe like i don't know what double tap's a great name why do we why do we think about that we should try that we should try it shouldn't we maybe we should start that sounds like a lot of work Dust, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a good point. <sighs> Forget it. Right. Okay. Stick I around. <laughs> stick around. We've got lots more to talk about. More of your feedback, and I think uh, I don't know if I'm included in the uh, upcoming hate email. Oh, <gasps> great! Oh, it's going to be fun. Stick around.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. Yee!
1: All right, let's get into the emails. Oh, no. Love this. Let's get into the emails. Come on, come on.
3: Which one? From Greg? Yes. Hello, Tappers. In Mark's repeated ebulent praise for Starlink Internet satellites, he has avoided any discussion of the difficulties it raises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aside from the environmental cost of launches. What? They, they, they don't run on water. Uh, The satellites change the night sky, blinding astronomical telescopes from viewing the night sky. They also cause disruptions of the view of Earth from higher orbiting satellites, such as those used for weather forecasting and environmental monitoring satellites, such as the GOES satellite. I had the great privilege to contribute to back in my working days. Uh, Also, while I do appreciate the accessibility of Sean's method of buying Bitcoin, it needs to be pointed out this is not investment, it's speculation. And since Bitcoin was mining uses more electricity than the country of Sweden does, primarily from coal-burning power stations in China. The whole idea of Bitcoin in the age of global climate change is insane, regards Greg in Pennsylvania." Well, well
2: nothing about Stephen.
3: Sure. Um, okay, People let's start with the Bitcoin for up. a second here, Bitcoin for a second here. Um, you know, I think that anybody who uh, invests, quote-unquote, invests in... Any kind of cryptocurrency needs to be prepared to lose their entire investment. Yes. I think that is a very <laughs> obvious statement, and I think that everybody who has ever made any recommendations on Bitcoin says you have to be ready to lose your investment, and that way you know that the expectation is not to get rich overnight. That being said, you have no idea, Greg, whether or not Sean is using a water-powered Bitcoin mining machine <laughs> or some kind of server in China. So um, uh, I will defend him on that front. Um, as you. for Starlink, um, they have made efforts to stop the blinding of the night sky with their uh, bright lasers and satellites. They've uh, invested in uh, whatever what they call them. Their are uh, not shields, but there's some kind of curtain that they're using now to blank out the satellites as far as uh you know blocking the uh, view of satellites above them very good point obviously there's a lot of coordination that goes on in space and uh hopefully we can get some space traffic control going on so that these uh cameras don't uh miss their images of you know sean in his Thank shed you,
2: sat in my shed i'm visible from space apparently thanks mike but um, <laughs> look the that is a problem, but the thing is, it's not just Starlink. There are so many projections for how many low-orbiting satellites are going to be pushed out there. I mean, the Galileo, is it called the new GPS in Europe system? Yes. Talking so many different low-orbiting satellites. So I'm just assuming that there is some communication between you know the essential satellites are up there and these companies as well that they don't block each other out. But, you know, OK, you gave your point, Greg. And, uh, yeah. um, uh, you know, I, I'm I with, say, focus, focus on Stephen.
1: Well, you know, the thing is, I'm surprised I didn't get mentioned. I'm the one that's been buying more cardboard uh, this year. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. It really is the amount of stuff that I've ended up with over the years. And, um, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't been hit with any, you know, I'm destroying the planet. Maybe it's just a given that I'm destroying the planet. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah You're like Godzilla. Maybe, maybe Greg's thinking he can save you too. <laughs> um whereas i'm long gone uh, but i will this.
2: say when we when i did talk about you know the paypal uh, uh, buying using paypal to access crypto i think we we both said it, mark as well that it is a gamble uh, i think we did make that yeah, clear yeah, we I weren't mean, saying at all that it's any you know it's a, a wise investment
3: no no i think that i think it's all speculation it's all, well, all I've this, had this conversation is. and and i'm sure people smarter than i can can explain you know, the volatility about uh, a cryptocurrency in general, but there's no, I mean, there's nothing backing it. You know, there's no, there's no gold supply that, you know, determined its value. It really, it comes down, especially in Bitcoin to one, you know, the first Bitcoin transaction, which was, you know, college kids wanting a pizza and not having cash on them. Yeah. And that was the first transaction that gave it any value. So um, you have to be prepared to lose anything that you invest. That being said, you can make money, but it is
1: no better than walking into a casino and dropping it on a color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, well, we've got some time. Let's get another email link. I know there's a few that have come in this week. So let's get to the next one, Mark. Uh, here's one from uh, Daniel, Daniel. Hi, this is Daniel. So I have a question for you. I'm
3: looking for an accessible digital recorder, which uses mini SD and which also has external mic line 3.5 millimeter jack. I was wondering if you guys had any suggestions. So I'm thinking of something along the lines of the Plex talk or the Victor stream, but that has a 3.5 millimeter line in a jack. Any input would be greatly appreciated. Thanks.
1: Well, I'm assuming it has to be accessible, right? So the only option that really exists at the moment is from Olympus. Olympus have a couple of these uh, dictaphone-type recorders. And I have to say, those recorders are are really high quality now. Um, In some cases, they're high-res audio um, as well. They're good microphones on there. So it depends what you're looking to do with this thing. Um, that's the kind of higher end I mean there's a couple of different models that still have the voice guidance built in which is pretty cool um, on the low end of the scale I would say look for a product called the micro speak um, I think it's got 3.5 mil in on it um, certainly has a 3.5 mil out uh, and it does uh, run off an SD card not a mini SD a micro SD card so that might be something to think about but yeah quite interesting uh, that there's, there's still products out there but certainly the Olympus has the 3.5 mil in as well as the headphone out. So you could record from line, you could record from another microphone um, and it's a really neat little device and you know what's kind of cool about it is the way it charges is this little USB port that pops out from the bottom and yeah, you can that. plug that right into the machine for charging and also for data transfer. So that's pretty cool. But they are, they're pretty expensive. I mean, I don't know what the the price in the UK is about 200 quid. So what's that, Mark? About a million Canadian dollars? A million five. A million five. There <laughs> you go. Um, so yeah, but that's it. Sean, any of these? I mean, you don't use any of this kind of stuff, do you? Notes? I oh, mean, pff, I, uh, joke. No, who needs that? No, I do. Untitled have, I, note 48 sitting there on his it. desktop.
2: <laughs> I did jump on the. Uh, I think it's the, is it the Olympus LS14 uh, is the one I that's got the with older voice one, guidance yeah. on, yeah, because I don't, just don't find a need for them very much, like everything else, I just use the smartphone to record notes or whatever, you can get some, you know, just the voice <laughs> memos app on your smartphone, whatever well, yeah, audio that interface as well. you want to plug into your smartphone, um, but yeah, if you just want a, a, an accessible dictaphone, like you said, that is it the microspeak?
1: That's very I've, I've, simple. That's very yeah, simple. Yeah,
2: it's, 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 but it, it does really depend because you could go all the way up to the, um, the P4 podcasting recorder, you know, or something like a Zoom recorder. Yeah, but but the Zooms not are great, data, but they're not,
1: they're not accessible. That's the problem with, them. I mean, it depends no. what you're looking for, I guess. But I mean, ultimately, I've got a Zoom, what is it an H4N Pro? I think it is. And it's a great, it's a brilliant recorder. The microphone is incredible on it. But it's not accessible. And the only way I know it's recording is because when I press the record button once, it flashes. And then when I press it again, it goes solid. And that tells me it's recording. But that's as far as it goes for me with accessibility. Yeah. You know, so that's not ideal. I was talking about those wireless Go records as well, but that's quite expensive. Probably the same price, though, as those Olympus recorders. The thing, though, to check is, Daniel, to check that the device, the, the Olympus device has got voice guidance in it. There are, I think, only two models left I won't give you specific names, because I know they vary from country to country. I know in America, for example, it's a different model name to it is in the UK. So I imagine mm-hmm. the same in Canada. Um, but certainly look out for there. There was a medium range one, I remember, that the, if you want to start somewhere. The DM-770 was the model number. I can't remember the higher end one that had it. But there was a higher end high res recorder um, same size, same style, um, very simple dictaphone, and not that much different, in fairness, to the DM770, but just a really nice little unit. And like I say, it had all the, the innards and outards that you would want. Is outard a word? It is now. It is now. Well, there you go. <laughs> See, this show is it, an education, it, isn't it? It may be worth contacting.
2: If you just want a dictaphone for taking notes or whatever, just contacting your local you know, visual uh, organization, because usually they do have those accessible dictaphones there. Um, you know, if you're not looking at recording interviews or anything, they'll be absolutely fine.
1: I'm going to I'm going to go and contact my local visual organization. What exactly is you. a visual organization?
2: Well, I'm not telling you. Um, it's a. What, what do you call I don't know. What, what's the correct term?
1: Can I, can, I, can I get some information here from the visuals? That would be lovely. Thanks. <laughs> A band from the 60s. Oh, um, right, a BI organization, all right? <laughs> God. He's going to write an email complaint. Yeah, he's going to email in you. to his own show next week. That's how it's going to be. Uh, Look, that's it from us. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, do keep your feedback coming. Details on how to do that coming up in a moment. Mark Afalalalalo, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Get more coffee, man. And Sean Priest, thank you. Thank you.